The following podcast is for mature audiences only. Anything you hear in this podcast in regards to clips or music, I do not own any of it. All credit absolutely goes to the artist. For anything you may hear in this podcast regarding clips or especially music, it is strictly me trying to promote my love of music and to hopefully send people towards some new music themselves. If you cannot handle anything in this podcast, which which includes anything serious, raunchy humor, raunchy topics, well, I mean more serious topics, or anything you cannot handle, this podcast is not for you. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Let's rise again together. Previously on State of the Real Union, rise again. It really pisses me off when nobody takes a single fucking ounce of accountability. Why is it that good people like us, we have to take accountability, but nobody else takes accountability anymore? It's literally the most fucking annoying thing ever that good people like me, we have to take accountability for everything. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm in the empire business.
God, I wish I was back in South Beach. You have no fucking idea. God, I wish I could expose certain shit. But I can't. At least not right now. There is one thing that I am going to expose, but I'm not going to do it till later on. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 10 of State of the Real Union. Rise again. Y'all know who I am. They call me Sky. They call me Zane Phoenix. Phoenix Knight. Phoenix God. King of the Phoenix Empire. Fantasy Football God. Music God. Fantasy Football God. Captain of Longhorn Nation. Captain of Mizzou Nation. Captain of Dolphin Nation. Fins up, baby. Fins the fuck up. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, I appreciate you all for joining me here on this beautiful Sunday night. Excuse me one moment. I'm going to see if I can get the Jags and Ravens game on silent, though, on my Galaxy tablet while I do this because... It has big implications on the Dolphins' playoff standings. But wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, I appreciate you all for joining me here tonight. Here on the show, as always, we value one thing and one thing only, and that's feeling what you're feeling. Because when you feel what you're feeling, you're being real. And being real is a very, very big deal. Tonight on episode 10, um, I'm going to do accountability and addiction is the theme of tonight. So that's going to be the main event. I'm also going to be calling out a certain someone for a very, very personal reason. But I'm going to save that for the end of tonight's show. Because ladies and gentlemen, times are changing. But the first order of business, actually, you know what? I'm going to start it off with a clip on the Miami Dolphins Instagram page from my amazing head coach, Mike McDaniel. Take a listen. What you're feeling is exuberance from a week of frustration, but it is not selly time. The opportunity is right now. I'm so proud of this group, okay? Um, but we have a lot in store for us, so sleep will be imperative, okay? What we did today makes me proud to be a part of the Dolphins. You guys all should too. That was Mike McDaniel responding to the team after what was an absolutely must-needed win after the meltdown in Miami on Monday night against the Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, and all sports media around the world, non-Dolphins sports media, and I'm talking about Tobin, Leroy, Marcos, Jay Fig, and Zaslow, to all the national sports media, shut the fuck up. We were without Tyreek today, which I think was a brilliant move, but no Tyreek, no problem. We still have one of the best rushing attacks in football behind the Niners or opposite the 49ers. 
We still have one of, if not the best home field advantage in the AFC. Granted, I would like to take that from Baltimore, which, color me surprised, I would not be surprised, and I think it should be, where Ravens and Dolphins in two weeks from tonight should be the flex game, because who the fuck cares about the Packers and the Vikings? The Packers are pretty much out of it at this point. The Vikings are boring as shit. Because without Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson haven't done shit. I think the big matchup that America wants to see and the world wants to see in Week 17 followed probably more than likely by Bills and Dolphins Week 18, if that ends up deciding the division, would be Ravens and Dolphins in Baltimore going back to last year's epic rematch. Or going back to last year's Epic Week 2 match where we came from 28 or 35 points down in the third and fourth quarter. This time, the Ravens will want revenge and will be fighting for the number one seed in the AFC where the AFC playoffs will have to come to South Beach. But ladies and gentlemen, all week long, I have heard, and by the way, if you hear a little faint noise in the background, that is the Ravens and Jags game. Again, I'm going to have that on um, because of the implications for the Dolphins. But ladies and gentlemen, after what I have heard about my Dolphins this past week from the national media saying, oh, without Tyreek, the Dolphins are going to be in trouble. <laughs> oh, Jalen Waddle is not capable of being a number one receiver. <laughs> he damn sure played like one today. The defense responded. Granted, it was against the Jets, led by shitty Zach Wilson, or as I like to call, legit a legitimate motherfucker. He also, Raheem broke the... Dolphins single season rushing touchdown record today. Tua played good enough. I mean, was he great as he has been in the first part of the season? No. But he played fine today. Offensive line did a very good job protecting him. Offensive line did a very good job opening up the scoring opportunities for Raheem to break the, the record. Um, he has 21 touchdowns with still three games to go. And next week, a big showdown against Dallas, who just got annihilated by the fucking Bills today. But give me one second. Let's look at two of stats today. And I want the national media to sit there and tell me, oh, to... Uh, Tua's not a good quarterback without Tyreek Hill. 21 for 24, 224 yards, one touchdown. He didn't turn the ball over. He, he, he did fine. I don't get why these analysts constantly had to fucking shit on Tua. 
He's having the best season of his career. He still hasn't gotten hurt, which was a very big question mark coming in to the season. So what the fuck is with all the hate? Sure. The Bills got lucky today. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, while the Bills may have owned us in Buffalo, they damn sure fucking get their asses kicked every time they come to South Beach. It seems like they did last year. Guarantee you, if that if that matchup I think either way, the matchup in week eighteen with them coming to Miami. Ultimately, that's going to be flights to the Sunday Night Football, which I think that should be. What other games on the schedule have major implications? You tell me. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am so sick and tired of these analysts being on the Bills' tip, being on the Chiefs' tip, when Patrick Mahomes hasn't even played Great football this year. He's turning the ball over. I mean, granted, not all of it is his fault. Some of it is the receivers he has are not his best. Travis Kelsey is distracted by the Swifty pussy. That is Taylor Swift. So I'm not going to put the blame entirely on him. But the Chiefs are not the same team. Jacksonville, you know... Had a slow start. Now they're doing decent enough. They're probably going to win the AFC South again. If Houston doesn't make a surprise shocker. Which after what happened today against Tennessee. I could see that being a case. I could absolutely see that being a case. Then of course. Have the Ravens. They are doing fine. But because they have a good defense. Lamar's doing good enough, but Lamar chokes in the playoffs. And if I'm not mistaken, the fucking Ravens lost twice at home. But no, everybody wants to hate on the Dolphins. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What I want to know is do these... Analyst, Stephen A. Smith, Joy Taylor, and blah, blah, blah. Even though Joy Taylor is Miss 305. Do, do they not look at those things or do they choose not to look at those things? Do they not see that the Simpsons actually predicted the 49ers and the Dolphins to make the Super Bowl with the Dolphins winning? This season? Because it seems to me that they don't. You tell me. And it seems to me that every time the Simpsons has predicted something major, it ends up becoming true. Don't know how, but it does. And if the Dolphins win this coming Super Bowl... It's official. Matt Groening is a fucking sidekick. So, I don't understand. I don't understand. Same thing with LeBron James. LeBron James is a GOAT. 
He's one of the greatest of my generation, but he's not the GOAT. Lost more NBA Finals than not. But now that him and the Lakers have won a fucking regular season in-tournament title, once again, now it's, oh, he's better than Kobe. Oh, he's better than... Yeah, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell. It's so fucking stupid. Another thing, Josh Allen. He can't get the Bills to the Super Bowl. Now I'm hearing all these analysts after the route of the Cowboys today saying, oh, the Bills are back. They're going to say that because the next two weeks... Leading up to week 18 when they come to Hard Rock. is easy cupcake matchups. They have the Chargers next week. Who are now without Justin Herbert. Possibly Keenan Allen. Then they have the fucking Patriots in Foxborough. You don't think that they're going to respond to that? Meanwhile, the Dolphins have the Cowboys. And the Ravens. But oh. Everybody wants to be on. Josh Allen's tip. Oh. The Bills are back. Oh. The Dolphins. Have the toughest remaining schedule. <laughs> That's what they said at the beginning of the season. Dolphins have a tough start. We're already suppressing. Last year's. Win record. Yes, by a game right now with three games left to go. But it's just stupid. It's just stupid that the Dolphins are doing well. But everyone basically says that Tua is a fluke. But yet he's having the best season of his career. And he looked just fine today. Without Tyreek. But oh. The Bills beat the Cowboys. Oh. Oh. The Bills are back. The Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. I still believe... That the Dolphins are going to end up getting the number one seed in the AFC. And I'm convinced by that after what they showed today against, yes, the Jets. But everybody was just so doom and gloom of the Dolphins this past week. And you know what? They came out and they kicked the Jets' ass. If I'm not mistaken, I even heard some analysts say, oh, the Jets have an opportunity for an upset with all the injuries that the Dolphins are facing on the offensive line with Tyreek out. And lo and behold, the Dolphins came out and kicked the Jets' asses 30 to nothing. So I implore every single analyst to pay attention to the Dolphins going forward.
<coughs> going forward. Pay attention to the, to the Dolphins. And I dare anybody to say, oh, Tua is a fluke. He's not a fluke. He damn sure isn't playing like it this year. If anything, he's stepped up. I guarantee you. I can almost guarantee you that this could be the turning point that the Dolphins need in their season. I cannot wait. And I am here for it. And I didn't go to school like most of these journalists did. But yet, I could see it in the fucking pudding. These analysts out there, they constantly want to be like... They, they just want to talk about what they want to talk about. The difference between them and me is I talk about what I want to talk about, which is the Dolphins, but... I also speak on the fucking facts. I don't get it. I don't get it. But all I know, all I know, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. And I guarantee you, the team is either still a hard rock at the facility getting ready to watch this Jaguars game and Jaguars and Ravens game, which I'm going to be watching too. Bold prediction. If the Ravens lose tonight, Dolphins are winning the AFC. Number one seed will go through Miami. And Dolphins will be going to the Super Bowl. Because by virtue, the Dolphins will have more AFC wins than the Ravens. And if not yet, they'll be awfully close. Now look, I don't care if the Dolphins, do, I, I, obviously I do. But if the Dolphins end up at the very, very least getting the number two seed, I'm perfectly fine with that. What I saw today out of my team convinced me that this team has what it takes to number one win the AFC East. Number two win the number one seed in the AFC. Number three, make the Super Bowl. And number four, fucking win the fucking thing. But yet, all these analysts don't want to fucking hear it because the Dolphins don't fit their agenda. Well, all I have to say is I hope all you analysts out there today Watch that game like I did. And I hope you realize that your day of reckoning on hating the Dolphins is coming to an end. And I cannot wait 
to see what happens. But I'm also motivated by that because of the amazing trip that I had to South Beach this past week with Nicole. Which, by the way, she's going to be making her second appearance on the podcast this Thursday night. Or this Thursday afternoon when I get off. And I cannot wait for it. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have so much fun. And we're going to hang out. And I encourage you all to come join us. So, to all the analysts, I'm going to be keeping an eye on what you say going forward. You can say all you want. Oh, the Jets are a shitty team. We all know that. But you were hating on the Dolphins ever since we lost to the fucking Titans. And what did we do today? We responded tremendously. I'm calling it right now. If the Ravens lose to the Jaguars tonight, I think that sets on a collision course for a Sunday night football game in two weeks with the Ravens, which I will be here for. I may even do a fucking live play-by-play. I might do that, actually. Make it fun. Trying to build this fucking thing. But I think it'll set a collision course for week 17. Where I think the Dolphins will win again. And they will be on their way to clinching the number one seed where the playoffs will go through Miami. And I am all here for it. If anybody out there wants to hate on the Dolphins, fine. But do not be fucking crying to me when they do the unthinkable in the playoffs this coming year. And I think that they will. I think that they will. And I'm convinced by that after what I saw today. So pay attention, analyst. I'm keeping receipts on all the Dolphins' hate going forward. Anywho, I'm going to take a quick break, y'all. When we come back, I am going to do addiction and accountability. Um, and then I have something I need to say to somebody. And I'll do that, of course, at the end of the show. Addiction and accountability, next. In creating a culture of accountability is that there are a lot of different ideas about what accountability is. For instance, when I'm talking to executives, they tend to think that accountability is a good thing and they want more of it. But a lot of people have learned to fear accountability because it's often used as a stick to beat people with. For the most part, our society has weaponized the word accountability. For instance, in the media, we'll hear things like, that politician must be held accountable. What they're really saying is that politician is to blame and they should be punished. But when we use the word accountability as a weapon, we're teaching people to fear the very thing that's going to help them and our organizations be more successful. Another thing that gets confused with accountability is the word responsibility. Responsibility is not the same thing as accountability. Responsibility is taking ownership of activities. So if you do everything on your job description, you are a responsible person. Accountability is taking ownership of results. And there's a big difference. Here's an example. 
I once worked with a payroll supervisor who we'll call Susan. Susan was quite possibly the most responsible person in the company. In fact, when we would ask her to do things, she would often say, hey, would you mind sending that to me in an email so that I can make sure to do it just right? And we'd be like, sure. But I'll tell you what, the, any time that we didn't get the results that we were looking for, any time that things went a little wrong, Susan was the first to say, uh-uh, I only did what you told me to do and it's written right here. Susan would only take ownership of tasks, not results. She was responsible, but not accountable. Does use of alcohol or drugs ever seem out of control for you or a loved one? Has it ever seemed like the line between fun and dysfunction is unclear? About 60% of Americans aged 12 and older currently use alcohol or drugs. For some, this use can become an addiction, or what we call substance use disorder, or an SUD. An SUD involves out of control use of a substance even though it causes you harm. People with an SUD become focused on using the substance to the point where they have problems with day-to-day -day functioning. People with serious SUD will continue to use substances, even when they know it is causing or can cause harm. Heavy substance use directly impacts the body and mind and can affect parts of the brain that control how you think, make decisions. What is the definition of an alcoholic? The definition of an alcoholic is somebody who struggles with alcohol use disorder. This means that they meet certain criteria in terms of having a problem with alcohol beyond the normal alcohol use that somebody might engage in uh, recreationally. Typically, somebody with alcohol use disorder is going to demonstrate a few different concerns or problems with alcohol, including uh, spending an awful lot of time thinking about getting alcohol, drinking alcohol on a regular and consistent basis, needing more alcohol in order to achieve the same desired effect, and also will see deterioration. of your worst fears ever since his first years had thirst for beers back from the future it'll make you more sober and brought back a long list of fakers who crossed over i'm like fucking bubble baller catch him up at bob show stalling with a trouble caller bastard who can make cheese faster than a newly remastered while being truly plastered there's four sides to every story if these walls could talk they probably still ignore me contemplate war over a cup of warm coffee it's really getting gory tell your problem to maury don't bore me with the glory hallelujah cruise me like fooey it's all a bunch of hooey i knew we had so i just saw this thing on sunday night football where the the numbers guy for NBC, Steve Kornacki, who's also on MSNBC and all the fucking newscasts, basically state the obvious. Oh, the Dolphins have a tougher remaining schedule leading to week 18 against the Bills in Miami. And the Bills have the easier schedule leading to week 18. What? Thanks for stating the obvious, fuckface. Good lord. Luckily, one of the games leading up to Week 18, even though that game's in Miami, is next week against Dallas in Miami on Christmas Eve. But I'll talk about that um, possibly on one of the episodes I do next week. But with that being said, I'm going to be very honest with you. This episode, this topic that I'm about to do, I'm very nervous. I'm not going to lie. 
And that is addiction and accountability. And it has to do with something that I have lived around my entire life. I grew up living with an addict. That addict, of course, being my mother. But of course, I'm not going to say anything until the end of tonight. But ladies and gentlemen, addiction is a very, very serious issue. And I'm going to start off with that. It's also very personal to me because I've had to, I've surrounded my entire life, not all, but mostly with addicts. And because of that, I suffered mental abuse and psychological abuse. Once again, the biggest thing being my mother. Sorry, not sorry. Because it's the fucking truth. What doesn't make sense to me is when is enough enough for these addicts? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's not all their fault. Or it's all their fault. I'm not going to say that. Now, some of them, for immature reasons, have just made the choice to say, like, oh, I love getting fucked up. But that's not all of them. Some of, majority of them legitimately have suffered from traumatic events in their life. And they're trying not to remember that. To an extent, that's understandable. But that doesn't make it okay. What it's actually doing is it's affecting your judgment. And it's affecting the people around you. And it's also... Affecting your physical body. So. What doesn't make sense to me. Is. When is. Enough. Enough. When are people. Going to decide to get help. For these problems. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to confess something here to you right now. In a way. We are all addicts. I'm an addict. But not the addict. You think. That I am. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. If anything. I'm addicted to soda. Which is not good. I mean, I tossed seven fucking months down the fucking toilet. Seven months, especially for my surgery, I went without no soda. And because of some stupid bullshit, I... I'm now back on soda. I drink at least once a day. It's not 
healthy, but it's a fucking stress reliever. There are many things out there that could be considered an addiction. Cigarettes, sex, although sex is a good addiction. Let's be very clear about that. Alcohol, not a good addiction. Drugs, not a good addiction. It's a big problem. And it's what's leading to a lot of the homelessness in this country and a lot of the mental health struggles because we're not taking it very seriously. And also we're not taking very seriously the fact that these addictions, let's say, let's say narcotics, for example, being sold by the cartel, I mean, I think you know where I'm going with this. There are many things that are leading to the problem. Why are we not taking this seriously? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm more of a social drinker. But I, I take that back. Yes, I am a social drinker. And a long, long, long time ago... Here and there, a very long time ago, I smoked pot a time or two here and there because it relaxes me and pot is from the fucking earth. Pot is from the fucking earth. Now granted, you gotta be careful with it and sometimes it can make you stupid But why are we not taking the other addictions very seriously? Why are we not taking alcoholism very seriously? Why are we not taking drug addiction very seriously? We don't take it seriously. People die. People lose relationships. People lose everything. Why are we not taking addiction very seriously. I don't understand. Now again, this topic is very, very tricky for me because the whole point of this episode, believe it or not, I need to call a certain somebody out. But I'm going to do the best I can to try to power through this part. This goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago in regards to toxic positivity. Ladies and gentlemen, toxic positivity can also lead to drug addiction and alcohol abuse. It can. Why are we not taking it seriously? Why are we not instead, when someone goes through something, why are we not getting to the bottom of it? Because what it's doing is it's leading to a much bigger problem. So 
Seriously. Why are we not doing that? Another thing. I get that people love to just get fucked up for the fun of it. I've done it again here and there. Not all the time. Especially not nowadays. But if a big event is going on, like let's say the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, let's say Texas wins a national title in basketball, you don't think that I'm not going to get fucked up for that? I am, probably, because it's a celebration. And Texas in football and basketball and the Dolphins Mizzou, of course, as well, but not as big as Texas, both football and basketball, which I need to get back on track on. And the Dolphins are not just two teams to me. They're a part of me now. They are a part of me now. If either one of those things happens, I'm going to get very fucked up in celebration. But then I got a life to live. But you know what as well? Unlike most other people out there who are mentally weak. I don't give a fuck what most people think about me. Because I've accepted the truth a long time ago. And I'm not afraid, especially after everything that has happened, to stand up for what I believe in. Other people out there need legitimate fucking help. Why are we not taking this more seriously? In a way, you could consider this a continuation of the toxic positivity conversation from a couple of weeks ago. I got a very important question regarding that in regards to this topic of addiction and alcoholism. If somebody you cared about had a problem, had a fucking problem with alcohol or drugs that you cared about, would you want to lose them? I don't think so. Now, unless there's no hope for them, then what's the problem? That's another example of you gotta put the toxic positivity bullshit in the garbage. I mean, I'm somewhat dealing with a recent situation regarding a certain someone who I will be calling out because that one is different. But if it was anybody else, my one of my best friends who I don't talk to anymore, hardly ever, if at all, he's an alcoholic. Well, he's a former alcoholic. He's four years clean. The difference between him and my mother is that he was a good person. And he's been four years sober. And I am so fucking proud of him. 
I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. Very, very much so. Because he also accepted the truth a long time ago. And he had people who cared about him. That's what we need more of in this world. That's what we need more of in this world. Period. End of discussion. Another thing, and this one is more personal to me as well, is accountability. And I deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. Why is it, why is it me along with other good people out there, some of who I know, are the ones taking accountability when something goes wrong and no one else takes a single fucking accountability for their part in a situation. You want to talk about pet peeve? That is the number one pet peeve of mine. Is when good people like myself, we have to do the fucking work. And no one else takes accountability for their shit and does the work on their end. Why is that? I'll give you all an example on that one. My ex-stepmom, who I hate more than anybody in this world. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. If I did it, I'll say it again. She was very angry with my father. In case I didn't say it, and in case you're new to the show, I'll say it again. She was very angry with my father. But she never took it out on him. At least as far as I know. She didn't take it out on anybody else. But she took it out on me. Why is that? Always telling me... Oh, I have to fucking do my part. If I do my part, do chores around the house, we'll be fine. But yet I do that, and she was still acting like a cunt. Another person who was very, very, very bad on that was an ex-manager of mine. Very bad. Says we need to go to her if we have an issue, but yet is missing in action when we actually do need something and fucking lies about it. Why? Why do we live in a society? Where we as individuals have to take accountability and when something goes wrong, good individuals like us, we're the ones who have to take accountability, but no one else does. 
to me, that just doesn't make a single ounce of sense to me. Why is that? I don't understand. If there's one thing I seriously cannot stand in this world more than anything is when we're the ones having to take accountability but yet others don't take accountability for their part in this situation. Why? Why is that? I cannot stand that. And neither should anybody else. So here is my advice going forward on that. Document all this shit. Document and if the history shows that the other person is not willing to do the work, but yet all the accountability is on you, then you need to cut that person out of your life. And do not do the work if they're not willing to do the work themselves. Why should we? Why are we the ones that have to do the fucking work if no one else is willing to take accountability for their shit? Why is that? That doesn't make sense. But I guess we'll never know. A good example of that I'm going to address to close out the show. And also, going into 2024, times are changing. And I'm about to give a very big example of that when we come back next. Lucia. Do you know why you're here? Bad luck, I guess. Together, being a team. Trust? 
trust. My son thought the world of this guy. I have a nine-year-old daughter, loves Spider-Man. Who's she supposed to look up to now? This is the guy they gave the key to the city to? I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. did not want to have to do this, but I need to do this as a message to send going into 2024. Yes, I know it's a few weeks early, but I need to do this because there's so much more I wish I could just expose right now, but I can't. I am bringing back The long-awaited return of dirt in your eyes. I really did not want to have to do this one. I'm serious. And it breaks my heart to have to do it, but I'm going to do it. 
And the unfortunate person is my mother. Mom. I tried to give you so many chances. But you have forced my hand. You have unfortunately forced my hand. I have given you so many chances. I have tried to stick by your side. And you pushed me to the limit. And if you don't like me anymore after this, I don't care. At this point, I don't give a fuck. Because you need to take accountability for your actions. And I want everyone who's listening this, to this to know two things. Number one. I didn't want to have to do this, but you have left me no choice. And number two, I want to use this as an example of I am here to be fair. And I will always be fair, but piss me off. Piss me the fuck off. And force my hand. And I will expose you. And mother, unfortunately, you are the first on that list. Because in 2024, times are changing. So let's begin. I don't even know who the hell you are anymore. It is as clear as day that you need help. It is clear as fucking day to me. I don't, I don't know what else to think. I mean... After this last situation... It appears that... What I told you was not good enough. The emails telling you how this is impacting all of us... Is not enough. So, it appears I have to do this. You are not well right now. You're not. And you haven't been well for a very long time. But after the last few weeks and after some of the shit that I have heard... It is clear as day to me that right now, if you're not willing to get help, then I have to cut you out. What happened to you? What happened? I have forgiven you so many times. I have tried to sympathize with you with what you're going through. I'm sorry that losing grandma 
was rough on you. I am sorry that that piece of shit, that piece of shit of an ex of yours is a piece of shit. But it has been three years, mother, and you need to get the fuck over it. At this point, what is going on is an excuse. Period. Period. I don't I don't know who the hell you are anymore. I, I, I'm very speechless. And to be quite honest with you, to be very quite honest with you, a part of me should read the text messages that you and I have had over the last few months. I should, but I won't. But what happened to you? My brother wants nothing to do with you. One of your best friends wants nothing to do with you. Another is not far behind. My father wants nothing to do with you. And pretty much I want nothing to do with you now. If you don't want us to be against you, then don't give us a fucking reason to be against you. Because right now, you are doing anything but giving us a reason not to be against you. If anything, you're just clarifying that there's no hope for you. And the fact that you are driving one of your best friends who has been best friends with you for over three decades away. And I heard some of the shit that you said. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You see, I can handle... Some of the things that you have told me, even though I'm going to clarify something real quick. If I wasn't easy to raise, the solution is simple, Destiny. You should have aborted me. Another thing. You say, oh, all I care about is about your money. I'm sorry. That's not true at all. But if you want to talk about money, mother, let's be real honest here. That's what a mother is supposed to do. Because I'll be honest with you right now, Destiny, you are shit at emotional support. You are shit at emotional support. I'd rather go to Donald Trump before I come to you for emotional support. A lot of 
I want to forgive you, mother. But every time you do this whole, I'm so sorry for the way, I, for what I put you through. I'm such a bad mother. I want to forgive you. And I literally want to sit there and tell you you're not a bad mom. And I have told you I have appreciated you for all that you have done. Even though the only thing I ever truly want is a mother that I could talk to, that I could feel safe with, that would just shut the fuck up. That would just shut your fucking mouth. Can't even get that. So you know what? Even though I don't care about you for only your money, what you're doing is backing my case up even more about why it's the only thing you're fucking good for. You want me to forgive you, Destiny? Give me a fucking reason to forgive you. Because what you're doing right now is you're shitting on my trust. You're shitting on my trust. Saying, oh, I'm putting people against each other. Cut, who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? Saying I'm putting everybody against each other and against you? If anything, what you're doing is you're fucking validating my points even more. I have lost sleep over the last several weeks worrying about your fucking drunk, immature ass. You tell us to let shit go? Well, bitch, you can't even fucking let your former ex, who you know is a piece of shit, go. You can't even do that. So not only are you a narcissist, not only are you a fucking addict and a fucking drunk, but you're a fucking hypocrite. You're a fucking hypocrite. You are a fucking hypocrite. And I didn't want to have to do this, Destiny, but you have forced my fucking hand. I literally told you, you, you know what, you know what, I don't care anymore. About this situation, I don't care anymore. So I'm going to give a little background of an example. First of all, Destiny, I got off your cell phone plan to help your fucking ass. I'm paying for my own phone bill now. Along with some other shit. And you want to sit there and tell me that all I care about is your fucking money? I haven't asked you for shit for months, dude. 
I haven't asked you for shit for months. And yet you want to sit there and say, all I really care about is your fucking money. I told you that we all want you here for the long haul. I want you to be able to have a relationship with Nicole. I want you to be there when Nicole and I inevitably get married. And all you want to think about and all you think of me is that I care about you for your fucking money? When I got off the phone plan for you? When I haven't asked you for shit for months? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm going to tell you a quick story. A couple of weeks ago before Nicole and I went to Miami... All my mother was doing is saying, you know, I'm going to send y'all something very soon. I wasn't making a big fuss about it. All I simply said was, if you do send us something, please do not send it while we're in Miami. What the fuck is wrong with that? Because people are known to steal fucking packages. Oh, but all I care about is your fucking money. The only thing I've asked you for in the last several months, Destiny, is fucking help with something else. Trying to help open up new doors for me. And I'm actually trying to take your advice. And you still shit on me. Well, after this last situation, when all I asked was if you're doing okay. And by the way, Destiny, if you want to say out there... If you want to say, oh, I'll show everyone the text messages. Bitch, I'll read the fucking text messages live on this goddamn podcast. I got nothing to hide. I got nothing to hide. I didn't want to have to do this, but you have left me no choice. I don't want to say you're a shitty mom, bro. But all you're doing is backing it up. Is backing my fucking argument up. If you don't want me to be against you, then you need to give me a reason to not be against you. Same with everybody else. What really pisses me off, what really pisses me off is that you are the poster child of toxic positivity. And you are the reason why I don't trust a lot of people out there other than Nicole and and my father. You tell me to let shit go. You tell everyone else to let shit go. Bitch, you need to fucking let some shit go yourself and put the goddamn bottle down. Saying I care for you all for your fucking money. Fuck you.
Fuck you, bitch. Let me remind you what else you put me through. And if you try the whole, oh, I'm sorry for putting you through what I put you through, I'm not going to believe you this time. Fool me once, fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me more than that, shame on me. Let me remind you what you put me through, bro. I witnessed you when I was a child coming home drunk multiple times. You threatened a long time ago. You threatened to kill us both if I wouldn't smile. If I wouldn't just fucking get over certain shit. Destiny, you're the fucking reason why I hate positivity. Why it's hard for me to be positive. Because I don't trust it. But I've learned there's a difference between positivity and toxic positivity. And bitch, you're the fucking poster child of toxic positivity. You really are. I have told you many times that I thank you for all that you do do. But the one thing that you seriously are still lacking is stability. Mentally stable. Let's address another thing for a second. And if I lose respect for this, I don't give a fuck. Because I said I wanted to do things differently and I wanted to be fair. But I could only do that to a fault. And on this situation, I'm pissed off. I didn't want to do this, bro. But you fucking forced my hand. You fucking threatened to kill us both if I wasn't positive one day when I was crying. When I was dealing with depression. That's on you. You fucking cheated. You fucking cheated. On my stepdad. Who was like a father figure. Yes I love my father. Yes my father and I have issues. Yes I have my own issues with my father. But I'll address that with him in private. But my stepdad Jesse. Good man good heart. You cheated on him. And I fucking witnessed it. And I remember you telling me. And I remember you telling me that I needed to not fucking say a goddamn word. Months later, what did we do? What did we do, Destiny? Wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. We moved out in the middle of fucking nowhere with this guy who 13 years later you admitted... Or, I'm sorry, four, 14 years later, you admitted yourself is a piece of shit. Not fact, ladies and gentlemen, the guy that she was with, who she can't seem to let go of, was a fucking criminal. That's right, a criminal. Another thing. 
I had to hear you two have sex from my room almost every fucking night. So you tell me that you're going to let me off the hook? Fuck you. You cunt. Fuck you. You don't see it right now, Destiny, but I'm flipping off the iPad telling you, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I have lost so much goddamn respect for you. Especially lately over the last several months. And another thing. One of your best friends, I'm not going to say that person's name on here. But one of your best friends who has been by your side for 35 fucking years. I heard some of the shit that you fucking said. I heard some, about some of the shit you fucking said. And if you want to say that person's a liar, I'm sorry, bro. But I believe that person more than I believe you. Because you are a notorious fucking liar. And I got the text messages to fucking prove it. But yet you don't want to take accountability for your fucking actions. At this point, what happens next is on you. Going forward, what happens next is on you. What happens next is on you. So I'm going to close it with this. And Destiny, if, if somehow, somewhere you're reading this, and you fucking retaliate, you and I are going to war. You and I are going to war. So consider yourself lucky that I didn't read our last several text messages live on air. I will spare you that for now. But do anything fucking stupid and the next time I'll read the fucking text messages live on air. I will read all of our messages live on air. Shit, I'll even post it on my Instagram. And if you don't like that, kiss my ass. I told you. I told you many times. You don't want me to be against you. Don't fucking push me. And you fucking pushed me for the last time. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close it with this. This is a prime example of times are changing. And I encourage everyone out there who has been a pushover for far too fucking long. If someone... I don't care who it is. If someone is pushing you, making you a pushover and pushing your fucking buttons and you try and you try and you try to take accountability and you do your part and no one else is doing a fucking thing like my mother or I should say former mother because right now that bitch is dead to me. 
then call them out. Fight for your mental happiness. Don't fall for the toxic positivity bullshit. Because ladies and gentlemen, going into 2024, times are changing. And after, after the amazing trip that I had with the love of my life, I am more determined than ever than to make it to the top, whether it's to build this thing or whatever. I will find a way to make it to the top. Because in the second half of our lives, me and Nicole's lives, we deserve great things after all the bullshit we have been through. So ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm just giving you, this is your only warning. And I don't want to start it off. I don't want to end the show on a note like this, but I have to. Because if there's one thing that should not be tolerated in this world ever is people having to take accountability and basically being the scapegoat for everything. Well, I have been the scapegoat for far too long. And I won't do it anymore. I won't do it anymore going into 2024. I am going to do whatever it takes to get to the top. To get a better second half of my life. Whatever that entails. So. That is my advice to y'all tonight. And I'm hoping in episodes to come. Until the next thing like that that happens. I don't have to fucking end the show like this. But I have to. Because it's been on my mind for weeks. So remember, fight for what you believe in. Fight against anybody who bullshits you. Don't be a pushover. Because if you are a pushover, it makes you weak. And the time for me personally, for being weak, is over. There are certain things I wish I could say, but I can't. Not yet. But on this one, I've had enough. I've had enough. So, with that being said, I close the show. I want to thank you all for joining me here tonight. I appreciate you all. I hope everyone is having a very safe and happy holidays. I will be back for sure on Thursday with Nicole for the Miami recap. And I cannot wait for that. And it's because of that trip right there that I want to do better. What the fuck is this that I'm watching on Night swim. Okay, uh, that that was creepy. I really hope I did not just see that. Anywho, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Um, I'm gonna do uh two songs, um, to kick off uh or to end the show tonight. Um, first of all, we're gonna do "Love Is a Long Road" by Tom Petty. Um, to prepare for Thursday's episode with Nicole. 
and then we're going to do the usual Tokyo. So remember, stay safe, stay warm, have a happy holidays, and remember, when you feel what you're feeling, you're being real. And being real is a very, very big deal. Until later on this week, definitely Thursday. Peace and love, everybody. I'll see y'all soon. If this ain't will fucking play.
Hey, y'all. Sky here. Uh, thank you all for listening to my podcast today. Um, if you like what you've heard, uh, please leave a review. Rate me five stars. I can use all the help I can get. Um, but if there's anything I can improve on, um, still leave a review. Let me know what I can do to um, do better. Um, again, I cannot do this without your guys' help. Spread the word. Spread the love. Spread the realness. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you all very soon. I'm in the empire business. Allow me to reintroduce myself.